What's going on, y'all? This is Kelly Clarkson. Welcome to Miss Into Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson fan podcast. The very first podcast dedicated to the original idol, Kelly Clarkson. Here are your hosts, Jeremy and Pam. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Miss Into Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson fan podcast. I'm Jeremy. And my name is Pam. And today we have a very, very, very special episode we are so excited that we have another member of My Van Y'all on the show today. It is the background singer slash vocal director of the Kelly Clarkson show, Miss Jesse Collins. Yes, this is one of those episodes where I really wish that you couldn't see like the title of the podcast because it kind of gives it away, obviously, that we're having Jesse on the show today. Because this would have been a heck of a surprise to just drop on people be like, oh, and by the way, <laughs> Jesse's on the show. Yeah, because it's funny, like some sometimes like we've had some guests on that we've planned like way in advance. Yeah. So we'll sometimes ask you guys for questions. And there are other times where we have people who are rightfully very busy, mm-hmm. understandably, and we schedule it pretty quickly and we just go ahead and do the interview and we're like, you know what, let's just keep this little nugget for us and we'll just like release it and yes. kind of surprise everyone. So, but you know what, when people see this on their phone or wherever they're listening, I think they're going to be really happy and be like, oh my God. I think they're going to be very excited. Do you like that? Yeah. Oh my God. Do you like, yeah. <laughs> that's that's yeah. Pam's excited voice. <laughs> totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look, this is, uh, this has been in the works for many, many weeks and months. We've been uh, working to get Jesse's uh, schedule nailed down and uh, just uh, find some time for us to talk with her. And we are so glad that she has uh, agreed to come on to the show today. And Pam, I feel like we're wasting our time here. We should just shut up and bring her on. No one wants to hear us. Nobody wants to just hear the two of us. <laughs> Uh, so with that said, we are so excited to welcome the vocal director of the Kelly Clarkson Show, also one of Kelly Clarkson's background vocalists on tour and on her records. She is the one and only Jesse Collins. Jesse, Welcome, Jesse. Thank you. Hi. How's it going? So good. So good. So glad to see you and so glad to have you on the show. Jesse, I have to say something that'll maybe make you a little uh, blush or embarrassed a little bit, but... Outside of the boss lady, you are the most requested person that we have had from listeners to be on the show. And so oh. we we are so excited that you could be here today. Oh my gosh, that's so nice. That's really sweet. We've told no one. Yes. Usually we'll like sometimes tease it out. We are just dropping this on like a bombshell on people. Yes. So very excited oh my for gosh, the uh, reactions. Yeah. And, and don't go telling like Jason or Aben or Kyle or anybody because we said the same thing to them. But I mean, it's really, it's you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh amazing no i'm so happy to be here this is so fun well thank you so thank much you. again for being here and i guess you know we we really just want to start out talking about you because we we do our research jesse here on our show <laughs> and so we found out that you got started singing and i'm not even just saying singing i'm saying singing professionally at a really young age. Mm-hmm. You were six, Yeah, you were right? six? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was. I think I was six when I did my first session, yeah. How does that work? Were you? Were you... How does a six-year-old yeah. go into a session? <laughs> uh, um, I, so I grew up in, in music. Both my parents were musicians. Um, my dad produced gospel and Christian records, and my mom was a Christian artist. Nice. So, yeah, singer-songwriter. Um, she did, my mom did 13 albums, I think. Oh, wow. um, my grandparents are songwriters and worked in gospel music since like the fifties. Um, so I grew up 
going to the studio with my mom for recording sessions and with my dad when he would be recording. And I was just, I mean, literally from the time that I was born, I was either on the road traveling with mom for her concerts or with both my parents in the studio. And it was, you know, the gospel singers of the day doing recording sessions with my parents. And I mean, it was kind of just inevitable. <laughs> yeah. It was kind of like assume. So like, were you doing like children's albums? Yeah. Or you- so when I, so that, when I first got started, the first thing I ever sang on, my dad had started producing some children's albums. And so he needed kids singers and I was already singing and they knew I could sing really well at that point. So, but back then, you know, I'm 39. So back then, I, the, the first like 10 years of my singing career in the studio was all analog. It was on tape right. back then. So you had to yeah. get it right. Yeah. So I, I, Pro Tools was not a thing. Yeah, so I really cut my teeth <laughs> you know, like in the whole, you gotta, you gotta know how to do it. Like even as a little kid, you gotta get it right. You know? Yeah. That is so wild that you, that you have a background in, in Christian music. Is is that something that has come up in conversation? Cause I know that Kyle's dad has a background, uh, like in gospel and, and Christian music and Jason's got a, a huge background yeah. in Christian. Is it, it was I know, that, it's so weird. Is that so weird that you guys all kind of came from this same sort of background and now you, your paths have all converged today? Yeah, it is, honestly. And Lester, too. Yeah. Um, Jocko's kind of the only one that is always scratching his head when anyone talks about, <laughs> talks about, you know, old school growing up in the church type stuff. He's like, huh? Which I love. <laughs> it's very refreshing, actually. But um, yeah. yeah, we all kind of came from, I think, well, yeah, Kyle's dad was, and I think Lester's dad, too. Yeah came from that sort of background. I mean, a lot of people, you know, you hear singers say all the time, I grew up singing in church. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I mean? That was how I, you know, it's just part of the culture, you know? And then it's like elevated because all of you in some way have worked in it professionally as well. Yeah. And then now you're all working in not only like pop music, but TV. It's just like mm-hmm. total, like kind of a 180, but I, I, I love that. So it, do you think that like some singing is what you really wanted to do? Or do you feel like were you more pushed to do it? Uh, no, 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 no. I think it was what I wanted to do. I, I wasn't really, yeah. I mean, I think, I think at the end of the day, it's like when you do something naturally, singing is, is one of those things people always say like, can you teach, you know, can you teach a person that can't sing to sing things like that? It's, it's two parts. It's you're born with, I think an ear and the ability to hear things. And maybe there's something to do with anatomy and the throat. I have no idea, but then you, <laughs> you practice your way into having good pitch and being able to blend all of that stuff. So, and I was so interested in it and I was around it all the time and no, I loved it. And I still love it. I love singing. I love singers. I'm obsessed with singers. We're just like a bunch of loud, crazy, passionate people. (laughs) (laughs) So who was, who was the first a uh, professional musician, and I and I'll we'll take you out of the sort of the the, the Christian and the gospel world. Who was the first mm-hmm. professional musician that you really got exposed to and, and sort of worked with? Uh, and I'm at at this point, you were like the Doogie Howser of singers, so I'm imagining it probably happened mm-hmm. at a relatively young age. Um. Well, I mean, there's so much crossover because obviously, yes, I w- was grew up in the Christian and gospel music world, but so many of those players on those records and those singers were really well known unbelievably in both worlds like there's so mm-hmm. much crossover in those worlds um yeah. with like session musicians and all that stuff um 
I mean, it's funny. I don't know. I, I grew up around so many musicians that I'm like, I don't really even know how to answer that question. Um, the, I, I will say like the first professional tour I did um, was with Daniel Bedingfield. Oh my gosh, throwback. Yeah, so we, funny story, we were friends with the Bedingfields when we were kids. So they lived in you know London what? and we lived in LA. I'm from LA. Um, but we had some mutual friends and the Beddingfields grew up listening to some of my grandparents' music. Get out. And so they were like big fans of my grandparents. And so when they were in LA, they really wanted to come meet us. So they ended up staying with our family for like three or four days. And we became like best friends. I was 13, I think. And Nicola is my age. And then Natasha was 15 and Daniel was six, 17, maybe. Um, and so then once I, you know, was older, Daniel was doing the, his um, second first impression tour and he asked me to come over to the UK and do that tour with him. Oh my God. That's incredible. I remember like when I was like growing up, I mean, now I'm dating myself, but like when I was a kid, that like, I was like, <laughs> gotta get through this. I love that song. It was the best. Yes. The best. Yeah. I love that. I had no idea. I mean, we're going to get into a little bit. You have, you have, you've worked with. Your resume is insane. So we're gonna. I want to get. I'm gonna get into this, that. This woman resume, has but. a resume with a capital a resume. R. <laughs> it's insane. I was like, who has she not worked with? Oh man. So before we, uh, I, I want to take a, just a quick detour from music because one of the things that I love about following Jesse Collins on social media is that you are, you are like the travel agent that everyone should have. Because you, I mean, you travel and you do it right. First of all, yeah. I'm not convinced that you're not taking a professional, like, are you taking Weiss with you or something? Or are you taking a professional photographer? Because your pictures that you take where you I go, either, seriously, <laughs> they're perfection. Like, how are you doing this? And first oh of all, gosh, that's so where, nice. where, where did you get like the, the, the bug to travel? Oh, I mean, I have the worst case of wanderlust. Um, <laughs> I, well, which I think is great for that your for your uh, job. Well, yeah. Obviously, yeah. like touring, touring can be a huge shock on people. But if you have it in you, it's yeah. So, like nobody. I said, my mom was an artist, and um, so when I was uh, like my first passport photo, my dad's holding my head up because I couldn't <laughs> hold my head up yet. I was three, <laughs> two or three months old. I started my first international flight. I think I was five months old. I, I mean, I I we grew up on the road. Um, I homeschooled, like that's how much we traveled. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I, you know, we traveled a ton. So I just am used to it. I love planes and I love traveling. I love meeting new people and I love, you know, new cultures and new experiences. And I like things that are pretty and I love food. You know, yes, you do. Trying new food. Yeah, I love food. <laughs> you, like it's like a traveling food blog yeah. just following you oh on Instagram. Gosh. God, you know, maybe I should do that. You should. You should. For do real. That. Like, a, at the very least, like, just like start a secondary Instagram, just like your food travels. I mean, good night. Yeah, I mean, it's if I can get those hotels to start paying me to come. Right. There it is. That yep. should be a nice sponsor. Little... Yes. Spot those sponsored posts, hotels.com. Oh, yeah. Up or something. Right. Yes. <laughs> All right. My wheels are turning. Now, knowing that you've traveled, though, for like your entire life, this is, this is probably going to be a ridiculous question. So, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Um, where, first of all, where is your favorite place to, to travel? Cause it seems like you've, you've been all over the world and where do you, oh, I don't know why I'm asking this question. Cause I know this is, you're going to be like, oh, I have no idea. 
Where did you have your best meal? Good question. Oh, um, wow, my best meal. Because I'm serious. If you don't follow Jesse's Instagram, she eats like a queen. Like I you, do. I eat you like eat. a pig fat queen. <laughs> 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 I really do. Um, I okay. Where I love to travel. Um. I mean, this is going to, oh, I don't know if I should say this. I was going to say where I don't love to travel. I'm going to start any sort of international it. conflict. No, I just, no, it's, it's. Are you, you're going to, are you going to say the United, you're going to say, yeah, you, you're going to, you're going to say the United States. I get that. I get it. No. I don't, like, it's so beautiful, but like going on all of these American tours. Yeah. On a bus. Yo, yeah. It's like, oh my gosh, I really, oh. I would love to not see this again. Um, but there are some beautiful parts and I, I mean, I love the coast. I love New York and, um, but, but you know, this summer I went, I took a big trip because I hadn't been anywhere for three years mm -hmm. because we started the show and then the pandemic happened. Right. So, um, I hadn't traveled at all. So I said, okay, three years, I'm going for three weeks. And I went to Lisbon, which is one of my favorite cities. Oh in the my world. gosh. And then I went to Saint-Tropez. Beautiful. For the first time, which was very fancy. Um, and then I went to Mallorca. And I think I will have to say that Mallorca, where I've been before, it's the place I can't quit. I think I would have to say that's my favorite place that I've been. Yeah. For me, where I feel the most connected. I feel, because I also love swimming. I love being on the water. I love boating, you know, so. And the food, all oh, the food in Spain. And like, people are so pretty and tan <laughs> if you want like to relive that a little bit i'm pretty sure i'm a big fan of chelsea handlers i'm pretty sure she has a house there and she's like there right now so like i'm just like tapping on her like stories like this morning she's there right now oh she is well chelsea and i used to be really close friends actually so that's so funny oh, <laughs> no way of course. yeah of course. yeah yeah way back and actually natasha beddingfield introduced me to her she took me to her 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 30 I think it was her 34th birthday party. It was in Mexico and Natasha was going and she's like, do you want to come with me? I was like, sure. And we ended up having the wildest time. And did you, did, did you meet Chewy? Oh yeah. You, Chewy and I were oh super close for years. Yeah. Oh, oh he's the sweetest. Oh, he was such a great guy. Yeah. yeah. Rest in peace. Yeah. Chelsea's, uh, Chelsea's awesome. Bucket lit, but bucket lit. Yeah. It looks just so gorgeous. Did I'm she like, buy a I house have, there? Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Oh, <gasps> <laughs> you, have to, you have to rekindle that yeah. and then try to, yeah, and try to, to go visit. I have to shoot a text Because I think she lives I think she lives in LA. Like, that's her predominant thing. And then, so you guys could be travel buddies. I mean, I'm just saying. Yeah, I, I'm going to have to get a place next to hers in Mallorca. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> It'll just be like the little shack on the property. <laughs> I love that. Okay, so you said Spain has great food. I mean, is is that like, is that your vote for like best meals? Or, I mean, have you got a place that you know that you are going to have incredible food regardless of where you go? Yeah. Oh, I would definitely say out of my travels, Spain is the number one place where I, I don't think I've ever really had a bad meal in Spain. Mm -hmm. It's just kind of like, yeah. oh, they just know how to, yeah, it's like if they know how to make good food. Like it's not. It's all fresh and it's all good. It's so I'm saying good. this. I was there. I was there once 10 years ago as if I'm like, oh yeah, I go there all the time. I, I, I don't, but, but I, I also, I, I also love, like, I'm a, I'm a seafood person. I, I always say Me that too. I always say that I live on the mermaid diet. Like that's my, <laughs> I call it the mermaid diet. And so I need to say that it, places that predominantly serve seafood. is just like, I'm going to love that. 
No, so I'm I'm gonna be selfish here because I live ten minutes from Manhattan. Favorite? Do you have any like favorite New York restaurants? Ooh, um, yes. This should be fresh in your mind. I know. Yeah, I well, like, we yeah. were, well, listen, it's it's hard to get a good meal in when you're working like, in Midtown. That's fair. And when you're fifteen hours a day. That's fair. Those, yeah. those those first opening weeks, they're so fun, and we have we we do squeeze in a couple good meals, but it's it's a lot of work. That, yeah. That first week um, every year, but um. So I love to go to um, Milos. Milos is like my favorite Midtown. It's like a really beautiful um, Greek seafood, like high-end Greek Mediterranean Ooh. seafood restaurant. Milos. Milos. Okay. Yeah, it's beautiful. And then there's another place called Avra that I really like. They, It's all seafood. <laughs> Which is great. I love seafood. Like if I, if I can have one thing and like hopefully not get like mercury poisoning if that's a thing i would have I seafood every meal if i could yes yeah. yeah. like sushi for every meal but i, I can't because i will probably die mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah and then i mean also though in new york it's like i also love pizza so i'm happy to just be wandering around and eating pizza all day yeah just get like a dollar slice somewhere yeah it's the best yeah, yeah. Now this is not a, a food podcast by any stretch yeah. but i do <laughs> but i had one more question about Food and drink, and specifically, I want to talk wine with you, Jesse. Okay, this uh, isn't wine. No, this it's certainly a not no, wine. It's wine right here. No, oh, not at all. Not okay, glass of white wine. So I'm I'm going to <laughs> I'm going to make you uh, choose here. Who is among the three women of the show? Who is the biggest wine aficionado? Is it you? Is it Alex? Or is it Kelly? Alex. I thought you might say it's Alex. Definitely Alex. Alex is like well, yeah. She has a place in Napa. Like she knows. You know, if you get a bottle of wine from Alex, you're in for a big treat. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she knows a ton about wine. I love to drink a lot of wine. <laughs> and like the, uh, like the effects and the taste. Yeah. You're just like, whatever. Yeah. No, whatever. it's not a whatever. I mean, I, and I'm also one of those people that's like, life is too short to drink the cheap wine. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't oh, have to be expensive, like but like, don't drink bad wine. And like, yep. if you order something and you don't like it, like, don't drink it. Please don't drink it. Please order something that you like and drink that instead. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I love wine, but Alex is is definitely the the master of ceremonies when it comes to wine. Okay, I just thought of my favorite, probably the best meal. It's definitely top three that I've ever had. Mm-hmm. Okay. Kelly and I went uh, up to San Francisco like I don't know six months ago or something for a little trip, and we. Uh, we went to Atelier Creme, which um, this chef that owns it, she was on our show. And so she kind of, we knew about her restaurant and that her food was unbelievable. And it's like this, it's a Michelin star restaurant. I mean, it's like mm-hmm. not somewhere I'm, you know, commonly frequenting. It's like a very <laughs> special occasion type of place. And we were able to go and have, I mean, I don't know, it must've been like 30 courses. Oh my gosh. It was, How do you have room for that? You, I mean, they're tiny, but then, by, and so at first we were like, oh, we're going to be so hungry when this is over. <laughs> and then by the end of it, you're basically somersaulting out of the restaurant because you're so full, you can't walk. And it, it was a four hour long meal. Wow. Oh my God. So that's what makes a meal too, right? It's like the company and talking mm-hmm. and if it's a beautiful environment and you know, the wine pairs. But anyway, I, I think that Atelier Creme in San Francisco was truly like one of the most 
if not the most special and like unbelievable mind-blowing meals I've ever had. What kind of food was it? Uh, It it was mostly seafood. Mm. So, but it's like, (laughs) it's like they'll bring you out like, and it's like, this is like the row of a, this kind of fish on top of a da 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 but it looks like it looks like a flower and like an ice sculpture and a, you know what I mean it's one of those yeah. like gastronomical experiences where you're like is this in fact food before I put this in my <laughs> mouth real? is this is it oh they brought out this beet to the table and it was it was like sh- sh- very shiny and red well beets are red but like very red and looked like glass and I was like oh my god and Kelly and I were kind of like how do we eat that? And they were like, oh no, that's a, that's a sculpture. It was just like a glass sculpture that they brought out with one of the, but we thought, yeah. That is very Dwight Schrute, but like high-end Dwight Schrute. Yeah. yeah. Oh my I'm goodness. Oh, that's yeah, great. I love that. So you go on tour with Daniel Bedingfield and I'm sure you do some other things. Have you toured with other people? Cause I've, you know, we're not going to go right into you working with Kelly. That I'm sure yeah. there were some projects in between. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like I said, I mean, I started really young in the studio and I kind of kept that going mostly on children. I mean, on children's records, though. I wasn't doing big projects or doing that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. But um, through my teenage years and then um, and then I graduated high school and and kind of took a shift and ended up doing some relief work um, for a couple oh, nice. of years. Um, 9-11 happened right after I graduated high school and I actually ended up moving to New York for a few months and working at ground zero. Um, Oh my gosh. So that was my first, I was like just out of high school. I was 18. That was like my first, like I'm away properly away from home and like somewhere else. And then, um, and then that kind of spurred on, like I was spent some time in Mexico working with orphanages and some other stuff. And I kind of was turned towards that for a while. Um, And then when I, when I came back, you know, a year and a half later or something, I was kind of like, well, what should I do now? I guess like people go to school. I grew up in a family of musicians. Like, you know what I mean? Like my parents didn't graduate college. Like my grandparents, they all, you know, musicians on both sides, my dad's side and my mom's side. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so I, I enrolled in junior college for one semester. And then, uh, Daniel had been like, I'm doing this tour. I really want a female backing singer. You should, you should, you got to come. It's going to be so fun where it was all over the UK and Europe, you know? Um, and I was like, I was like, well, I'm taking like four classes at a community college. I should probably stick to that. And then I was like, what the hell am I doing? Like, <laughs> like so people are offering me jobs in a career that I'm interested in being. I'm like, what, what? That's why people go to school. So I yeah. took off. I went and did um, that tour with him. And then when I came back, um, Daniel actually called me. I think I was on that tour. I think we were gone six months or seven months. And then uh, I was back in LA and Daniel called me and he said, um, I'm at Diane Warren's office right now and she needs a female singer. And I told her that her whole life is going to be ruined if it's not you. And that she, you're the only one she can use, blah, blah, blah. You know, so can you come here right now? And I was like, okay. So I drove, you know, over to Diane Warren's studio. Casual. Yeah. Um, which was the entire eighth floor of the LA film school building on sunset. Mm-hmm. Um, and went up there and that began a very, very long relationship of me singing her demos for, I was her, basically her only female backing or demo singer for 
10 years for like a decade. Wow. And through all the other stuff that I was doing, I was still always doing her demos. So that was amazing just to, you know, and we're still close, close friends and I still go and sing for her when I can, but, um, talk about, you know, really learning how to sing in the studio. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I, you did like demos for what, like, like oh, Whitney? Yeah. Well, I did um, one of Whitney's last, I think it was her last single. Um, gosh, I'm trying to remember what it's called though. Uh, it's um, okay. We, we, we don't know it's either. Oh, that's terrible. I can't remember. <laughs> oh, that's the song. okay. That a great song. But, um, for Whitney, for Celine Dion. And I mean, Celine called Diane and said, can I use this, the girl that's saying it, can I use her backing vocals that I want to just leave them on the record? They're so great. And I was like, what? You know, so I got all of these unbelievable opportunities. Beyonce, like, because her songs go to the biggest voices in the world. And so now all of a sudden, just like that, my voice is going out to the world of, of singers, of artists, of female artists, you know? Did you have any involvement? I was doing a little digging. I'm like, Diane Warren, Diane Warren. I remember like 2016, 2017, there was a song that she did with like, it's like Kelly and like Missy Elliott and who else was on there? Like Janelle Monet. Um, oh, was it? Um, this is for my girls. I think it's yeah, called. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. like the Michelle the Obama thing. Yeah, I did the demo. I was going to say, like, was there any involvement with this that? All around the world. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Yes. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. So, did you have did you have involvement on like getting Kelly part of that, or was that coincidental? No, that was totally coincidental. Um, because you had been working with with Kelly at that point. Yes, for a little yes, bit. I had. Yes, no. So I sang that demo years before, and then and then Diane called me and said they're gonna re they're gonna use the song for a Michelle Obama thing. It's gonna be like this huge thing. All these singers. I want you to come back in and like revamp it you know and just like make it fresh and like you know kind of put a new spin on it and all that stuff um yeah that was great oh my gosh how full circle is that my god like uh-huh. former job or former job current job it's just like all coming together yeah i love that yeah i love that I, wow a big sticky fun web <laughs> the, the incestuous world of uh, hollywood singers yeah yeah all together mm-hmm. and you know we we don't want to gloss over you know too much of your resume because I mean let's be honest I mean you sang with some big people Aretha Franklin Bruce Springsteen you sang with Stevie uh and you already mentioned Celine Dion not to mention all the demo work that you did with with Diane let's fast forward a little bit and get to uh around roughly 2012 ish um when you and Kelly first meet on the show duets yeah yeah so that was um I, I kind of have to, just to tell you how that happened, I have to go back a tiny bit, which mm-hmm. is, um, I was, h- how I got that gig was Ricky Minor, mm-hmm. who is my dear, dear friend and mentor and family to me. Um, and the, the leader of the band on American Idol, of course, for those who know. Exactly. Yeah. He was the lead, he was the band leader on American Idol. He was the band leader on The Tonight Show with Jay Leno. Mm-hmm. Um he, I mean, he does everything. He does the Kennedy Center. He does the Oscars. He does, you know, yes. um, Emmys, everything. So I was performing at the Grammys randomly with Taylor Swift, um, okay. doing backing vocals for her just on one. She was doing, uh, it was that song, Mean, Why You Gotta Be So Mean. Yep. Um, and uh, my friend uh, was her MD, David Cook, for a long time. So he had called me and said, hey, we need some extra vocals on this on this thing. So I was at the Grammys performing with her 
And that year was the year that Whitney Houston had died the night before. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's right. So I saw this guy walking around at the Grammys, like in catering and, you know, whatever, holding a cloth to his face, crying. And so I went up to him and struck up a conversation. Well, come to find out it was Wayne Lindsay, who was uh, Whitney Houston's piano player. And he and Ricky Minor were there because Ricky was her music director and best friend. And they were there doing a tribute to her the day after she passed. Mm. They they were doing this tribute and they they were just so broken. And um, and Ricky and I ended up talking for a long time. He and I had met in passing over the years, but we had never worked together. And um, we ended up talking for a really long time. And at the end of that conversation, he was like, why are you not working with me? And I said, because you haven't called me. And he said, well, what's your number? <laughs> so we exchanged information. And, um, and then I started working on the last, I did a lot of the episodes of the last year of The Tonight Show with Jay Leno. So anytime oh, they wow. needed extra backing vocals or extra vocals for stuff sitting in with the house band, I would come and do that. So we worked together that whole year. And then um, he said, do you want to, you know, come and do this, this TV show called Duets and be in the house band? I said, yeah, absolutely. So then, you know, enter, it was Kelly, John Legend, Robin Thicke, and Jennifer Nettles. Mm -hmm. Yep. So that was the first time, yeah, Kelly and I worked together and we, you know, you see the, you see the same people every day. They're at the show, but it's, there's so much going on that it's not like we kind of became close or anything or we're working that closely together. Um, but I think that show was maybe three months of work, I think probably, um, to do the whole season. And, and Jason was there. That was the first time I met Jason, right. obviously. And, yep. um, and then I think probably a month after it wrapped, if that, they called me and were like, Hey, Kelly was wondering if you could come do some dates with her on the road. Um, were you on the Maroon 5 tour? Yeah. That was my first tour I with couldn't... her. Yeah. We were trying to figure out if it was that tour or the piece by piece tour. But, yeah. Okay. Maroon 5 was the first tour that I did with her. And the dates that they called me about were before, were the, the winter before that, that was a summer tour. So it was like spot dates. It was little mm-hmm. one-offs, but so they didn't have like, oh, okay. you know, um, so I went out and, you know, did some dates with her and here we are 10 years later. Well, that's that's the the next thing I was going to ask is that you know it's, it, it sounds like you sort of bounce around from a lot of different artists. You kind of go where you're needed, and what is it about Kelly that made you sort of? I mean, I understand that you know you probably have gone and, and helped out other artists and whatnot, but I mean, what is it about the the family that surrounds her that made you decide to stay? Um. Well, I think initially it was her particular schedule meant that I could keep doing, cause I have never been comfortable just doing one thing. I have to, it's like, it's like, I gotta be in the studio doing sessions. That's my favorite. You know, I love being in the studio. I love putting on the different hats and changing my voice and doing, you know, film sessions or whatever they are. And I want to be traveling. So I want to be on tour if I, if possible. And then I also want to do my house band stuff for TV, you know, like I did with American Idol with duets, that, that kind of stuff. And her particular schedule, just for like those first few years, always matched up with me being able to do American Idol, with me being able to do, um, you know, all this other stuff with the Ricky Minor band and still have the other facets of my, um, of my career like happening and building and intact. And so I was just like, great, this isn't 
because I had been asked to do other tours, but people would say, we need you to sign on for two years. And it's like, well, you I'm can't not commit to two years. Yeah, I mean, people, people do that all the time and it's awesome. But for me and just the way that my brain works, I always wanted to be, have like, you know, my career be really diverse and be mm-hmm. like challenged in all those different ways and not get bored and, and, um, and also not get pigeonholed and also not be because jobs end. And so, yeah, I don't, if, if, if the job ends and that's the only job you had and everybody else forgot your number, you know, you want So I, yeah. I was like able to stay relevant. And so I yeah. think that's initially why I was so happy to keep working there, but also she is a world-class mind-blowing singer. So it's like, I mean, still to this day, she opens her mouth and I'm like, what? Like it's, so, so for me, it was just like, oh, this is the kind of singer that I want to be around. I want to spend my time listening to this, working with this, you know, in that way that's like, it's going to make me better. It's going to, you know, like, so and she's just a wonderful person and I don't like working with assholes. So, <laughs> so it's like, it, it's, she's just really the, for me, I mean, she's just been the most ideal person to have this long relationship with. I love, cause it seems like throughout your time with her, we are constantly seeing your involvement on different things over and over, you know, one album, it's just background vocals, you know, the Christmas album you wrote on a song. What was that like? Yeah, it was great. And I also, I also vocal arranged, which was really fun. Um, I mean, yeah, it's like, it's just grown into such an incredible thing. And now we're home and we have the TV show and that was a huge. Whoever thought that was going to happen. Like, <laughs> I, oh, believe you me, when she was like, I'm going to be a talk show host. I was like, are you? <laughs> <laughs> you sure about that? I was like, you're going to have to not talk all the time in order to do that. <laughs> you know you have to let other people talk on your right. show. Right. <laughs> well, and you, yeah. you brought up a good point, uh, and you and you paid her a, an excellent compliment where you said that she's a world-class singer. And and I do want to I want to talk a little bit more about touring life pre-talk show, but this, sure. this fast-forwards me to a question about the show because you are also the vocal director of the show. And so is it weird for you to have to tell a singer like Kelly, which you have just described as a world-class singer, how to sing a song? Honestly, no. I'm. It's not like I'm teaching her how to sing. I'm just like, I sing her guide vocals the way that, and I pick the key, you know, because I know where her voice is. So she doesn't, she's got to think about a million other things. So it's like, pick the key, sing the guide vocal. She learns a song to my vocal. Um, it's not weird because she is, she doesn't make it weird. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's, that's a testament to who she is. She, cause I, I, t- frankly, I don't know a lot of female artists that would be comfortable with in that situation. Um, but because there is no competitiveness between the two of us, mm-hmm. it's, I'm able to do my job in such a comfortable way and fun way. And she has so much to think about. It's like, let me, let me think about this. Let me think about this for you. And, yeah. you know, I was I went to one of the New York tapings a few weeks ago and it was the performance, the Mary G. Blige performance. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. I yeah, we, we were all feeling for her because, yeah, I I've mentioned I was I've mentioned the whole story on here before we yeah, 
you you saved it. You you really helped her out. And I think a lot of people who maybe don't know the behind the scenes don't realize that you guys only rehearse a handful of times. You internally the band, you obviously arrange right. things a lot more, but as a full band like on set right before like sound check, you don't really do it too many times. So you you're 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 kind of guiding her. Yeah. You're definitely guiding her a bit. Yeah. So yeah, normally, you know, she she has the songs, you know, she listens to them, you know, maybe the day ahead or a couple days ahead and she's learning them. But essentially, you know, she's interviewing all these people. She's, and, and, you know, when you watch her, I mean, she actually cares about what she's doing. So she's really interested right. in people. She's not like, okay, I'm going through the motions and really thinking about the song I have to sing later. She's like mm-hmm. so present where she is when she's there. So once she gets to the song, she'll look at me and be like, how does this song go? <laughs> like, I don't even know <laughs> yeah. how, the, I've never heard this in my life. You know, so I'll be si- sitting there singing her, you know, giving her the melody right before we go sometimes. Um, and honestly, that's the way that we, we make it work. We have to do 180 of these a season. Yeah. yeah. This is how, like, this is the way we make it work. And it's a well-oiled machine at this point. You know, she needs someone to be that part of her brain. And it also probably comes a lot with with how long that you guys have worked together that you have really built up a lot of trust between the two of you in yeah, that absolutely. she knows she knows you're not going to take her down a road that she doesn't want to go. Yeah, 100%. And if she if she ever is like, oh, this key isn't feeling right, you know, she'll do that kind of stuff. Like in mm-hmm. the day, oh, this key is not feeling right for how I, my body feels today or whatever. But um, no, I mean, that's the only way that it can, that this whole thing can work is with trust. Yeah. Is with that level of trust and relationship and understanding that we're, on the same team on the same page and and um have similar tastes and the things that we like and we also have a really similar tone in our voices so that kind of is helpful as well she is more of a soprano than i am so (laughs) i'm singing all the demos and i have to sing them where she would sing them not necessarily where i would sing them yeah um which is sometimes screechy as hell (laughs) <laughs> if, if you if you haven't heard the story you can go back and listen it's a couple of episodes ago where we where pam tells the story of going to the new york episode and the, i'm not sure if i was allowed to say anything but i did but well i mean you said you said that the the you didn't mention the song but you mentioned that it oh, had I, to be yeah, it had to be redone over and over again and it was funny going knowing the story ahead of time watching the episode and i didn't watch kelly because i knew for a fact i was like that is a woman who has to pee like nothing else right now it was funny <laughs> to watch that but then i was watching you jesse and the the look of relief on your face at the end of the song when you guys knew you were done and you got it it was just it was priceless oh my god i know and my face i can't control my face people are always like fix your people are like fix your face i'm like i can't fix it um it's just how it is yeah it's well because it's like yeah it just it's a whole thing once <laughs> once you're doing it that many times and i think you know, i counted i i think it was seven yeah I i'm pretty sure it was seven but, yeah. <laughs> which is not it's okay which is not normal yeah um, right I'd seen it once. I've seen the show one other time in person and like once or twice virtually and i was like the most i've seen is maybe two or three yeah. Seven was quite a bit. You know, what's like, hard I mean, though I'm too just... is like when you, when we've heard a song so many times or you listen to it when you were younger or whatever, you think, you know, it, mm-hmm. and then, and so it almost is like, Oh, I know that I only need to listen to it a couple of times. And then you're like, 
I did not know that at all. I thought yeah. I knew it or, or I knew all the backing vocals. Cause when you're a singer and you're young, you sing along and you sing harmonies. Yeah. You, you, you pay attention to the one thing and that's what you keep listening to every time totally. you listen to a song. I'm guilty of it. I'm not a musician, but I'm totally guilty of it. Yeah. So then when totally. you have to actually sing someone else's song, it's like, Oh, so all the time I'm, I'm doing these demos and I'm like, this is the lead of this song. This is how this goes. I've never in my life heard this. Like never have I ever. Yeah. What is one song or artist you guys have not covered yet that you're wanting to? Girl, we've done 600 of these songs. Yes, because yes. we've, oh, oh, we, yeah. we've been told about the Google Doc that exists out there. And I know that the entire band contributes to it. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I keep, yeah, a, I keep a note in my phone too. Let's see what some of the ones are that I've written in here. That we haven't done. We we had asked Kyle, and he was like, "Well, we've already covered the artist, but I just want more Radiohead." And I'm like, "All right, fair." Yep. <laughs> I know. We always just want to play Radiohead. It's so fun. <laughs> I mean, keep it up. We're big fans. <laughs> um, I would personally. I don't know if we've done. I think we've done one Phil Collins song, but I personally want to do way more Phil Collins songs. I think oh you guys gosh. did. Did you guys do Another Day in Paradise? Was yes, that- that's the one we did, and I oh. want to do. What does it always seem to be? Me looking at you, 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 you looking, looking at, at me. me. Oh, yeah. That's all. <laughs> yes. That's all. Um, also, another... I'm a big fan of Something Happened on the Way to Heaven. That's another good one from, uh, from oh, Phil Collins. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Lester would kill that on the drums, by the way, because that, that, the drum part of that song is mwah, it's so good. Oh, my gosh. Lester is a maniac on the Ridiculous. drums. Ridiculous. You know what song I really want to do, but we won't ever be allowed to do? Is Megalomaniac. Um, by, uh, who did that song? Brandon Boyd, uh, Incubus. Yeah. Oh! I don't know if you guys know that, remember that song. I don't remember that specific it, song, though. It's not for daytime, but it no, would go so hard. It would go yeah. so hard. <laughs> oh, I mean, have Save it do, for tour. Like, Save it for tour. Oh, my God, right? Save it for whenever <laughs> yeah. that might happen. Oh, my God. Oh, Incubus. She should do, like, Dig or Drive or something when mm-hmm. she were here. Oh, I am getting my wheels turning. Not that I have any say in this. (laughs) I know. It's kind of fun to like think about all the things we could make her sing. Is there is there a particular style of music that you tend to to throw into the mix or do you are you sort of a multi-genre opportunity? I'm definitely I'm definitely a multi-genre suggester. Um I never suggest country. (laughs) (laughs) you are speaking my language here (laughs) not a huge fan of that i like hearing her sing it i though remember that i have to sing all of these first Mm -hmm. so like this list has been covered also by jesse collins yes it has (laughs) and jesse collins has a hard time with the country phrasing (laughs) i did not grow up on country music and I just don't hear it. It's like, it's so, yeah, I don't. And she's a big fan of country, so she doesn't need any country suggestions. Yeah. Um, but no, I definitely throw in all kinds of different genres. The nice. most the most silly ones are the ones where it's like a rap song. It's like a literal rap. The yeah. whole ass song is a rap, except for one hook. And it's like, oh, here's the hook. And that's why everyone's like, you should sing this one. And then I have to go in <laughs> and, and write a whole melody to yeah. a person's rap and just like write oh. a whole song with the rap. So, so basically are- anything, anything that like Drake does, like you have to come in and try to like make yeah. a, make a 90 second song out of it. 
which if we're in a hurry, which we all 95% of the time are, is miserable. But in theory, it's actually really fun. Yeah. It's like a really fun thing to do because it's just a challenge. And it's like, man, I hope this person isn't super pissed when they hear their song being done completely differently. But it's like it's like when you guys were on tour. I mean, this was way before the talk show, a couple years before the, the uh, talk show when you guys did Post Malone. I remember you did Post Malone in New York. I'm sure like you had a little, maybe a little bit more time, maybe a little bit more time. Oh, on know. tour? Yeah. Or no. Oh, no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. Those were those were actual fan requests. Like that was actually, we're getting the request and then we're yeah. planning for it the day of or the day ahead. So even yeah. harder. Oh, great. Yeah. That's a nice challenge. <laughs> yeah. No, we, I mean, we've always, she loves a challenge. The yeah. girl loves a challenge. Now, and that's what you signed up for. <laughs> yeah. Jesse, has the, has the band seen the social media response to the Kelly Oakies? I mean, do you guys... Do you guys kind of block all that kind of stuff out or do you guys every once in a while kind of lurk and peek and be like, oh, they dug that one or, oh, that one's not getting as much traction? Because the, where I'm going with this is that anymore, it seems like people react in a similar way whenever she does a karaoke. And it's sort of the joke uh, in and amongst the fans is that you almost hope that she doesn't cover your song because it becomes hers because she gets so much positive feedback from these songs and this is a credit to to the work that you do and the and the rest of the band that it seems like it is harder and harder to live up to the hype that you guys have already made with all of these songs because it it is hard for you guys it seems like to to whiff on any of these songs i mean it is a huge testament to the band too they're just like this band is so unbelievable Mm-hmm. All of those guys can literally play anything. They can play, I mean, as you guys know, we've done how many, 550 karaoke's now, every genre. Yeah. And they're, and it's, you know, oftentimes, like you said, like better than the original. Like people are like, wow, this is how yeah. she could have sounded, you know. Um, I, I do not look at social media um, responses to much of anything. I also like, I'm the type of person though that like has never watched an episode of American Idol. Like I've never watched, I just leave the stuff that I do and move on personally. Mm -hmm. Um, So unless like someone comes and tells me that people are like talking crap about me online, then I'm like, what do they say? (laughs) What's the site? What's the person's name? I got to get there. Um, (laughs) Hopefully not too often. Yeah. No, Jason, Jason looks at stuff though. Oh, we know. Oh yeah. (laughs) No, he's wild. He's like always like trolling the, he's like trolling the trolls. So he's out there like reading all the stuff and he'll send us screenshots with like stuff circled, you know? Um, Well, it's funny. A few weeks ago, I was in um, that like re- that, that guy. It's like the fish tank guy. He does those oh, like yeah. live reactions. Yeah, yeah. He, we're actually having him on in a few weeks. Um, oh, you but are. That's so. Funny. I remember I went on a few weeks ago. It's like I had seen people on Twitter talking about it, and I'm like, I-, I don't know. I don't really know what this is. And one day, I just tuned in. I was on for like two hours, just just watching people type. I'm just all right. I'm just watching around. I left, and then within ten minutes, like all of you showed up apparently, and I'm like, damn, I missed them. But what was that like? Just like kind of going in and seeing people like just live react to your performances. Well, I also don't know what it is to be honest. Okay, I I'm have glad we're no in the same boat. idea. 
I also, I, I, here's the thing though. I don't know what reaction videos are in general. It's like, <laughs> why am I watching you have feelings about the, I, I, I yeah. don't get it unless it's like some l- little kid having a crazy reaction. that's really funny, but just like regular people watching. I don't know. It's very, very not something that I get. Yeah. So Jason was like, there's this guy and he does these live reactions and he's really funny. And Jason started watching them and I was like, why are you, wa- what? You know, that's how you're spending the <laughs> tiny amount of time that you're not working. And he was like, I don't know. It just does something for my brain. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, it's so I was like, all right. So then they were texting about it and they're like, he went live right now. And I was just at home in bed. I was like, all right, I'm going to see what this whole thing is about. So I just like, I didn't sign up on the chat though. I just sat there and like secretly was watching for a while. <laughs> like I didn't start chatting. I also didn't know how to chat because like I said before, I <laughs> don't know how to, you do to log anything. in. You had to like log in. That took me a couple minutes because I yeah. was like, why, why is it blocking me from writing anything? And then I realized I actually had to like log into a YouTube, which I don't do. But anyway, go ahead. Same. Jason had to send me. I was like, well, it's not working. I can't. Apparently you have to have your own channel. <laughs> And he had to send me screenshots of how, <laughs> of, of like, of how to do it. Oh, it's so bad. Sometimes Classic like Jesse. I know it's really, it's really bad. Um, so I finally got in and then I was like, Hey everyone. I just like snuck in and, um, everybody was so sweet. It was like, Oh my gosh, I should come here all the time. Everyone's like talking about how cool I am and that I have nice hair. I was like, I was like, I remember someone was like, your hair looked so good in that episode. I was like, my hair did look really good in that episode. Thank you. Now that you mention it, you know, it was so fun. I was like, wait, I can just like troll around in a weird chat room and people say nice things about me. This is They're so just cool. They're just gonna just give you all the compliments. So if you're just having a bad day, I think it's like every, I think it's every Wednesday. So just like a Wednesday evening, you're yeah, just, just need like to hop in there and confidence boost and just <laughs> well, talk with people. But then just it's like, what it. if someone says something mean? It'll break I'll me. Screw them. I'll just, I'll just be like, I'll just be like, oh, I didn't come here for that. <laughs> then we need, we need to tell the guy to block them. Yes. So that does not happen Ooh, anymore. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, 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 yeah. Look, the, I would be shocked if anybody said anything bad because I, I've rarely seen anyone say bad about anybody uh, in the band yeah. whatsoever. And, and like I said, it's, it is so fun to watch uh, when the when the Daily Kalioki comes out because I mean it's almost instant reactions and people are just they lose their ever loving mind every single day, you know yeah. at nine a.m. Eastern time. So it's it's, it's such a, a fun to element of the show. I mean it's like it's such a blast, you know. Yeah, not not many shows get a chance to potentially go viral on a daily basis, and it feels like about once every two weeks one of the songs does. Yeah. Um, and that brings me to uh, sort of the, the the dovetails me into the next topic about the actual Kellyoki record, because I wanted I wanted to make sure I had a chance to tell you something that I told Kyle, and that is that we loved this album so much because, and at least from my perspective, what I really loved about it was that it was you guys. It wasn't Kelly, and with with apologies to to session singers because I know they probably hold a, a a place in your heart, but with with session singers and session musicians and hired guns and whatnot, it was you guys, 98%. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that there was just, there was something about that record that came through a little bit better because it was 
the it was the home team that put that thing together. And I just I I have to tell you, and I'll tell every person who had anything to do with that record that it just hit differently. Even though it's a six track EP with covers on it, there was mm-hmm. just something different so about it that was very special. Yes, thank you, Pam. That uh, I I I hope that you know from here on out, every record is you guys. Because it's just there is something about the cohesion of it's you authentic. all together. It's yes. so it's so authentic because mm-hmm. you, you just you know that everyone was so in it and everyone is again yeah it's like when you have when you have session people they're extremely talented obviously but you guys just like already work together so well and it just it seems so natural. Mm-hmm. What yeah, was I mean like? at this at this point we're you know because we're literally playing together almost every day we've just all sort of sort of melted into each other, you know? I mean, it's like, it's just second nature at this point. Like it's, um, I loved the EP, you guys. Oh my gosh. One of my favorites. There's not a bad note. I loved it. I loved making it. I loved hearing the guys play. I loved Kelly's vocals were nuts. Um, Possibly some of the best producing that has been done on her stuff ever. Fake like plastic ever. trees. Oh my god, Jeremy I, cries. Oh, I. Oh, you guys. I literally because that I didn't sing on that song, and so I hadn't been had anything to do with it. They the guys. I wasn't in the studio when the guys recorded it. I was in the studio when Kelly recorded it. The first time that I heard it, I literally just sat there and cried. I was sh- I was like really shook. Yeah. Because it's already such an unbelievable song. But just to hear that version and the playing and the singing and the production, I was like, this is actually like really crazy that like music, this music is this good. Like it's just so cool to be a part of something that great. Yeah. Yeah. Your team was part of it. Like it wasn't just like, oh, I'm a fan, I'm listening, and I'm like on this, I'm like obsessed. No, you're like, this and is that, my crew. But that's what's so cool is that it's like my crew, I am such a big fan of my crew. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I'm always like in awe of these guys. Like Jason, his ability to do all the things, not only as a musician, but he's also just like a genius. Like he's a bona fide genius. Mm-hmm. Um creatively in every way. And he's also really good at with tech, guys. <laughs> really good at technical stuff. Yes. So we've heard. If we ever need a troubleshoot, we know who to go to. <laughs> we, we we have his cell phone number. We can send him our tech requests. Night and day. Mm-hmm. And then, I'm sure he'd help I, us out. It's like, it's like, I mean, I just can't say enough about the guys and they're playing. And then Rachel and her programming. I don't know mm-hmm. if you guys have met Rachel yet or know Rachel or at all, but Rachel Orsher, she's the she's the programmer in the band, and she's unbelievable. Like her abilities are insane, and she. It's just so cool to have a female programmer too, because there's not yeah. that many of them. Um, and she's also an unbelievable songwriter and singer and, you know, so just to hear all of them and then also to be able to put my vocals on it and it's, and we recorded the vocals like in our little, like our studio at the show, mm-hmm. so just like the room that we always work in, you know, yeah. it's just like, it's, it's great. It's, it's really cool. I loved the EP. I'm, I'm so glad that you have the same love for fake plastic trees. Cause I, I said, you know, we, you know, we did a, an episode where we, you know, did sort of a rapid reaction to it. And I've said, I mean, it's one of the best recorded vocals of her career. It's yeah. uh, it's crazy. It's no, so it, crazy. It's, it, it shouldn't be that good. And holy shit, it was good. 
Mm-hmm. You can tell now that like Jason's really been working a lot of her stuff, and it like all of you as well. You just he's such, such an a, unbelievable producer, and yeah. you too. Just like the whole band is just so much, it's so much, so strong, and it's making me so excited to hear like these this eventual album. Yeah. So speaking of, and I and I know that there's probably a very limited amount that you can talk about with uh, with the new record, but I know that uh, you guys are sort of. Uh, bouncing around between doing the show and then you're also recording still for the new record. Um, first and foremost, I mean, is that something that you like? Does that sort of satisfy that need to be constantly doing something a little bit different and not focusing on the same thing all the time when, okay, you know, today we're, we're doing show stuff and then today we're going to be in the studio working on record stuff. I mean, does that, does that satisfy you to kind of be jumping around like that? Is it easy to keep that all straight? Um, it doesn't satisfy the need to be doing a lot of different things because like I said, we're, we've, I've been doing a lot of the vocals in our say at the show Okay. because we're so, here's the thing. Jason and I live there. Jason really lives there, but yes, I he does. also reside there most of the time. And we're working on so much coming in all the time and things changing all the time that we've had to really do the lion's share of like the, well, at least the vocal recording there because mm-hmm. we can't, we don't have time to be elsewhere. Yeah. Um, so it doesn't really feel like I'm doing that much of different stuff, to be honest. Um, but what was the other part of the question you asked me? I was just going to say between, you know, is, is it difficult to, to sort of switch your mind up? Like, okay, I'm focusing on show stuff right now and now I got to switch my, Focus because I mean, and again, I I don't want to make any assumptions, and you know, we're not going to make you say anything that you're not allowed to say about the record. But it's 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 going to be a very different vibe. Like the vibe that you're doing when you're doing karaoke's and you and you're working on stuff for the show has to be a much different vibe than what you're doing for this new record. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, no, it hasn't been hard for me to keep it straight. Jason, on the other hand, he he's he's running, <laughs> he's running both of those things. You know, he, yeah. for me, it's like, you know, for the record stuff, I'm really just going in and singing, um, not doing a lot of arranging or anything like that on this record. And it's like, so for him, he's, he has so much to do as the producer and, you know, there's just, there's so much, but no, this has actually been really easy for me. And kind of one of those things that I've been able to just like, enjoy the ride a little bit and sit yeah. back and watch everybody else, you know, go for it. And it's all, honestly, it's all kind of happening pretty last minute in my opinion. Like we, mm-hmm. it's, it's happening very quickly. This yeah. album. Interesting. So, so you've, you've been a part, a part of, you know, the recording of a couple of records now and how is, how is this new one different from the ones previous? Um. Yeah. I've been, other, I've been obviously other than that. the, other than the the location, obviously. Yeah. So, um, I mean, we did a lot of recording um, for Meaning of Life in Nashville. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and uh, on this record, it's really just me. I actually did have my my one of my best friends and kind of my work wife, um, Nayana Holly. She came in and sang on one of the songs for this record. Um, but that's kind of it. Other than that, it's really just Kelly and I doing back and vocals. Um, whereas before there were more singers, obviously you guys 
know that we, uh, our dear friend, Nicole Hurst passed away, um, who sang on meaning of life, um, and with Bridget Sarai as well. So kind of the difference is that just from a singing standpoint, at least there's, it's just me on this one and Kelly. Um, whereas before it was like, we were going to the studios of a bunch of different songwriters and producers that were like on that record, it was like all these different people producing all their own songs and songwriters, you know, it was just a lot more people involved. And now it's scaled way down. I think mostly in part due to um, the fact that she's just so busy, you know, we're, yeah, we're so busy. She can't be, you know, Um, so Jesse Shatkin is, is doing half the album and, and Jason Halpert is doing the other half. Yeah. Who is, who's doing the vocal arrangements on that, the album, if you're not doing it, she did most of them. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's impressive. That, and like then there's that. stuff that's that always cool. comes up when I'm in there recording. It's yeah. like there's always yeah. going to be arranging happening while I'm in the recording. Of course. But, yeah. yeah. But not like the Christmas album where I was like, you know, weeks ahead in there doing all of these big, huge arrangements, like Phil Spector style arrangements for, right. you know. Yeah. This is a, a totally different thing. We spoke to Jason last August, I think, mm-hmm. and he spoke to us from the uh, studio um, on the uh, the uh, talk show, and he had like a Christmas tree in the background. And this was before we knew about the uh, the album. He's like, "You don't see that, okay?" He's like, yeah. "You don't see." We're like, "We don't know what you're talking about." There was it was a whole thing where That's we had to edit so out a whole. Funny. We weren't allowed to release any video in- yeah. until like the in- the Christmas album was announced, like. Like yeah. a month or two later, we're like, we we promise we'll hold off doing any visuals. Yeah. Yeah. And you want to like Photoshop a Christmas tree out of our like, screenshot? I yeah. Think. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh it was a it was so a whole funny. thing. I wouldn't even I wouldn't even know how to do. Yeah, and it, and it's funny because it, it's so hard, Jesse, to not <gasps> ask you questions about the record because it's it's the one thing that you know most fans are wondering. We about. We have a guest, and... Jeremy. I'm going to interrupt you. We have a guest. Oh I'm my like, gosh! Let me just, well, let me just distract you with Rue. Oh, I oh was... my god! What a cutie! I was going to ask if Rue was going to make an appearance. Well, he was, he's been sleeping right here on the pillow on the couch next to me. And he just sort of Aww. woke up and looked at me like, who are you talking to? <laughs> Why are you talking? He made, he made some appearances on TV recently. Oh yeah. Yes. He's my famous son. I'm a stage mom. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. He was in the season all over the season four opener, which was so fun. Oh, it was so cute. My little man. That. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, uh, it, it's it's so hard to not ask you questions about the record because I know there, there's there's a very little bit that you can tell. But I, I will say that it is reassuring. Again, going back to our conversation about the, the EP, it's very reassuring to hear that this is a much more scaled down project. And it does sound like it's a bit kind of like how you guys did the EP. Uh, obviously, you know, much different with, with it being original material. But uh, I'm even more excited now knowing that it's that core group once again. And I'm assuming that it's, it's much, you know, the band is all involved and. Yep. Yeah. It's definitely closer to the, in my opinion, I mean, it's definitely way closer to the way the EP was made than her, her albums in the past. Yeah, for sure. My excitement level is already super high, but now it's just through the roof. Oof. Yeah. She's got some things to, to sing about. Yes, she does. <laughs> yeah. Um, a couple quick questions about the talk show, just to kind of wrap this up soon. Yeah. Um, who has been like a highlight guest that you've had that you guys have had on the show that you are just like so starstruck by? Jeff. Period. Goldblum. Period. Love of my life. Period. <laughs> That's a he, fantastic. Answer. I, like literally, I don't care about anything else. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's it's Jeff Goldblum or bust for me. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, no, he is it for me as a human being. I think that he's just the most fascinating, glorious person on earth. So I love every that. time he what comes are- on the show, I'm just like so happy. Do you get to he, do, did, did, did you talk with him or you just like oh yeah. staring? So the him? first time he came on, I was so excited that morning. I went in, I go in in the morning, early in the morning, I go right into the makeup chair. So I was in the hair and makeup room. It was just me in there. And then I heard his voice out in the hallway. <laughs> I heard, I heard, uh, 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 can I have a, 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 a pad of paper and a pencil? And I was like, Oh, <gasps> And so I looked over towards the door just because I knew he was out there somewhere and he peeked around the door and neither of us said a word and I just stretched my hand out (laughs) towards him. I'm not kidding. (laughs) And he sauntered across the room and took my hand without saying anything. And I just looked up at him him and said, I'm so happy you're here. Smooth. experience that was, was smooth well i just knew that he would get it and he yeah. did he's it so and then he came on uh the le- he came on again recently with the jurassic park uh cast and he's just the sweetest such a sweet guy so fun so love him also freaked out when um jane fonda and lily tomlin came on oh yes. i bet um that was a blast i had a martini on stage in there in jane fonda's honor um <laughs> i mean we've had so many great guests I mean, Co- kobe it, bryant like yeah I mean, just oh my gosh. unbelievable do you love yeah. that the that the band is becoming a bit more of like a character on the show because i love at the end of last season that they did that whole episode that was sort of about you guys and it kind i mean Obviously, you know, Kelly's having you come on and be a part of some of the games and, you know, there, there's more interaction with you guys. I mean, are, do you guys, are you guys getting more comfortable doing that or is that something that you like? Yeah. Oh, I love it. I will. Well, you know, it's not easy to sit on stage twice a day for two hours and try to be interested in conversations that you're not a part of. Like, I yeah. mean, think about that. Think about being in a room with two or more people having conversations. Mm-hmm. and listening to the conversation and never being involved in the conversation but still having to stay really present and you're not even like it's not like you're shy not and you know it's like you're not you're not there to yeah because we're yeah. off we're off to the side um and so i think as yeah we've i think they've also realized on the show too it's like well yeah it's more interesting when like her really we're all really close friends and so it's like her her crew her friends are like sitting on the stage it's way more interesting for us to be interacting with her and I think it makes it more fun for her. Yeah. You know, when she has a line of sight to us and she's like, you know, joking back and forth. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's I think it's much more natural and much more fun. And even when you watch, you know, kind of any of the talk shows, they've always had interaction with their people in the band or like their sidekick person or whoever, you know. And so I think yeah. I don't know. I think in general it's just I think it's a good thing for her to feel a little less like alone up there and more like, yeah, yeah me and my friends are all here. And, you know, yeah, I, I love it. I'm always up for anything. They're like, do you want to play a stupid game? I'm like, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always up for whatever. I love the interaction that you guys do. And also, um, I we would be remiss. You Obviously, you are not the only uh, vocalist up there in the band. Can you give a shout out to some of the other vocalists that we get to see occasionally on the show? Oh, yeah. That's been another awesome part of this for me is being able to hire singers, especially during the pandemic. Yeah. Nobody mm-hmm. was working and we kept 
going and I was able to to be giving you know these amazing singers and friends of mine um in the industry work which was mm-hmm. like such an incredible blessing um uh yeah so you see probably mostly with me and also on my Instagram she's all over it is Ruth stop digging into the cow <laughs> uh it, you see her all the time with me is Nayana Holly mm-hmm. um incredible incredible singer soprano singer um uh who else is on there with me Tony Scruggs who um is unbelievable has the biggest range of any singer I had ever heard of in my entire life she can sing baritone and she sings soprano for Shaka Khan in Shaka Khan's band yeah um also let's see the guys oh Matthew Johnson who's amazing um you see Aaron Encinas who I call my son phenomenal (laughs) singer and vocal arranger um yeah it's so cool like just to be able to work with your friends yeah you know and they're always working on other stuff that they call me in for and I call them in for this stuff and we you know if I'm ever out or I can't do something, I have Nayana come in, you know, that kind of stuff. It's amazing to have that core, you know, I know so many phenomenal singers and and have been hired by and have hired so many phenomenal singers, but to have your core group of people that you trust, that you know will show up with the right attitude, will show up knowing what they're doing, will show up looking good and sounding incredible, you know, and just being able to rely on, on that core group is huge. I also want to give a a, a shout out to 80s week from last season. Um, I was waiting for I was waiting for you to bring this up. I'm like, all right, Jeremy, when's when's it coming up? I I just (laughs) that week looked like you guys had more fun Mm -hmm. than your average run of the mill week. It was so fun to watch as a viewer. And I, I, I just have to commend you all for that. It was it was so great. Yeah, it was it was hilarious jason and the wigs is my favorite thing <laughs> jason jason wearing any wig is just like my all-time favorite thing yeah but yeah we were all it was so fun i mean the 80s music is so fun to play and then yeah. and then um obviously like dressing up and putting on all the stupid makeup and stuff is so fun yeah. my favorite this is not 80s week but this was this was very early talk show when you guys did i put a spell on you that's my number one favorite karaoke that we've done uh, it was. I remember we did an episode very early, and it was like, "All right, let's each bring ten of our favorite karaoke episodes." This was on my list. I'm like, I don't care. It's Halloween related. It was so much fun to watch, not only for the aesthetics, but also you guys killed it. it sounds so As good. The Sanderson sisters. Oh yes. my and god. That that, um, that was Nayana, who I was talking about earlier. Okay. Holly, who's playing the other? Yeah, the other sister. That costume, you guys. Those were the real costumes. Do you know that from the movie? No. I don't think I, I knew that. Sarah Jessica Parker's costume from the Shut movie. Up. Stop which, it. Which, thank God, I happened to be, like, quite thin at the time because there was no way I was going to fit into it otherwise. I mean, it was still, I couldn't breathe, but it was worth <laughs> it. it. Those, they, the costume house lent us those costumes and Bette Midler lent Kelly that costume because she, it was in her closet. Wow. She still had it from the movie. So she lent that to Kelly for the performance. And I was wearing Sarah Jessica Parker's actual costume. Oh my That is God. incredible. That's awesome. That alone is just were, like, you people were so done with me by the end of the day. I could, <laughs> I could not get out of character. I was like fully trying to put spells on everyone and just like acting like a total ditz and like running around like- I was say, how many times did you say a muck that day? A muck, a muck, a muck, a muck. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's so it. great. Now, have you guys uh, already started kind of milling around ideas for Halloween this year? Yeah, I mean, because we have to do it 
like soon. soon. I mean, I just was, I had to go in this morning, of course. <laughs> Last minute, Jason was like, can you come in really quick? I was like, yes. Um, <laughs> and we were just kind of talking about Halloween. And I was like, what are we, what, what is the plan? You know, what are we doing? So we got to come up with a song. Wait, yes. I know the but theme. Did, I know the but, theme, but we okay. Got, I was going to say, is there a yeah, theme already? I know, the, I know the theme, but as of today, there is not a song. I did have a couple of of ideas, but one of them may land. So we'll see. Awesome. Fingers crossed. Oh, yeah. that's so exciting. Yeah. So the exciting. Halloween episodes are so fun. Oh, I'm I feel, sure. You guys, you guys did like Ghostbusters one year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and we did Death Becomes Her. Yes. That was great. Yeah. So great. Yeah. I mean, it's it's becoming it's becoming. Appointment TV is the Halloween yeah. episode. I mean, it, it really is. I have one last question. A little mm-hmm. selfish. I remember Jason in one of these live stream things I was talking about. He just like dropped a little nugget in there because a lot of fans, we love the covers, obviously, but sometimes we also do love the classics, the Kelly classics. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And especially when they're like random songs. And I remember we were talking to Kyle. He's like, yeah, I have, most of the time I don't even know these songs. They're brand new to me. <laughs> oh, same. Yeah. So are there any songs, because you've been touring with her for a while, are there any of her songs, even random catalog songs that you guys are, that you want to do possibly for season four? I I, I did hear that there's going to be a very random one coming up relatively soon, according to Jason. Which I think you guys have already taped, haven't you? No, I don't know if they have. Oh, okay. Can you say what it is? I don't know what it is. He said oh. people are he said people are going to be surprised by. This was maybe 2 weeks ago. He dropped a little thing. He's like we're taping it in a few weeks. And it's it was Kelly- and it's one of it's an original. It's Kelly- an original. Yeah. We don't know what it is, but apparently it's like going to be a surprise. Like it's going to be a surprise to the viewers. I don't know what this we is. We haven't not- recorded it yet. Because okay. I don't I know what that is. <laughs> I don't know what song that is. <laughs> we already did the um the two songs that I love, that I would have wanted to do, which is someone. Oh mm-hmm. my God, such a great one. From, that's Piece, piece by piece. piece, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I wanna die for Oh, such oh. a great song. So good. That's a really great, I think that's my, that is honestly probably my favorite song of hers. Wow. Wow, I've never heard that before, but like I can see it. Like I, yeah. it's, it's one of those things not a lot of fans talk about, but we all really like it. I don't know. I don't know if I actually have a favorite, but it's certainly one of my favorites. Yeah, it's a I slept love on. It's a slept on record. I'll tell you Total that. Much. Slept. And what's what's the other song that you were that you you guys did? Tightrope. Oh, yep, yep. Because we do this like duet thing in the verse that is so pretty. It's just this part that she, I think she sang it with herself on the record, and it's our voices are so tight together in it because we did it that same way on tour all those mm-hmm. and they've released that that's on spotify like on apple like mm-hmm. that tour version is on is on, we can listen to it yeah oh yeah i forgot about that yep and a lot of people do say that the live version is superior <laughs> so that's a nod to you yeah. well you know i do like to <laughs> sprinkle a little fairy dust where I go. <laughs> uh jesse collins is the vocal uh director of the kelly clarkson show she's the background vocalist for kelly on tour and on record and you are a damn delight. I will say that for sure. Um, thank you so much for, for spending some time with us. Um, I, I said it before, you are the most requested guest behind Kelly herself. And uh, I know that everyone is going to be so excited to hear from you. And thank you so much for all the insight 
and all the 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 great stories because it has been a long time coming uh, to speak with you, and we've been yeah. just had, we've had the best time. So thank you so much, Jesse. Thank really. you so much, Jesse. Thank you guys so much for having me. This was really fun. Oh, Yay, we're glad, we're glad you. you enjoyed yourself. This was so fun. Thank you. No, totally. It's it's my it's my joy to talk to you guys. And Jason, after right as he literally right after he talked to you guys was like, you should really do their show. They're so awesome. And I was like, oh, oh gosh. that's very yeah. sweet. So well, thank you very much. It. Yeah, so we finally got to do it. Yeah, thank so you. Us we. too. We really appreciate it. I'll have to talk again sometime. Miss you already. Aww. Thank you. <laughs> oh, I am so glad we finally had Jesse on the show. What an absolute sweetheart. I enjoyed that so much. She was so sweet. And also we got a little a little a little cameo from from Rue, who oh, for yes. those who are unfamiliar, is her puppy who not only does she like have on her Instagram, but also was recently in like a lot of the uh, New York Premier Week footage, especially the uh, the opening opening karaoke. Yep. He was on the bus. Yeah, he, uh, he was having the best time. But oh my gosh, I had so much fun. I loved having her on, and she's such a sweetheart. And I love how she gave us just some. I love when they give us some behind the scenes knowledge that like we're able just to just share with all of you because I yeah. know that you're all interested. And it's so yeah. sweet. They don't have they don't have to do this, but I love when they kind of bring us in a little bit yeah and some very kind words from jesse too so we we really really appreciate it so um wow i don't i don't know what we else to it. say i don't and know we, yeah I, don't know. I mean we've, we've been looking <laughs> i mean you have to you have to understand guys you know we are efforting every single person that you can think of to have on this podcast and um you know jesse has been a recommendation since day one and we've been working to to try to get jesse and and you know she's just i mean you've heard you know she's incredibly busy uh, the fact that we have been able to have both her and Jason on this podcast is insane because they are such yeah. busy people that um, I am just it makes me respect them all the more that they have taken some of their own time uh, to do our show. And it seems like they always seem to enjoy themselves and have a fun time. So uh, feather in our cap, I suppose. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not trying to pat myself on the back here, but pat your own back. Do it. I, I, I but it just she was just such a delight. And I'm so glad that we were finally. Yeah. Uh, after all this time being able to uh, to get Jesse on the show. And we'll continue to effort everybody else. We're going to work on Jocko. We'll get Lester on here eventually. And, yes, we have been asking the powers that be to have Kelly on the show. So don't One think day. we're ignoring it. Yeah. One day. And, yeah, there are also a lot of other people that have worked with Kelly uh, in the past that we'll also try to get on. So Yeah, we, we, any... we're working on some uh, some interesting uh, names from the past that, uh, that, that are uh, wanting to be on the show. Yeah. And I'm very excited about that. And I guess I did drop a little a little thing as well. If you are also, if you, um, a lot of people on tw- uh, that follow us on Twitter are very um, into the live reaction videos, mm-hmm. um, the Kellyoki ones that I don't even know the guy's name, but his 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 YouTube thing is Fish Tank Productions. I don't know his first name, and I feel terrible. <laughs> we we will find out before yes. the interview, but I don't I don't know his name. But Fish Tank, we're just gonna call him Fish Tank. Yeah. Fish Tank is going to be on here. We're recording that not for probably a month from now, but yeah, um, in a yeah while. we're really it's gonna it'll probably come out sometime late October, early November. But we're really excited to have him on as yeah. well. So we're we're getting a lot of different people in the world of Kelly, either closely, you know, closely working with her now. Or a little bit more um, in the past, or a little bit more abstract, but it's all related to Kelly and all you know. It's I think it's all things that we're all really interested in hearing more about and learning more about. So if there's anyone else that we have had on yet and you're interested in hearing our conversation with them, 
let us know who you want to hear from. Um, yeah. We're constantly trying to reach out to people. We haven't gotten to everyone yet. So there's still a lot of people in, in the works. So yeah, let us know. As always, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at Miss Into Podcast. If you listen on Apple, consider leaving us a rating, review, and a Spotify app. You can leave us a rating there. We always appreciate it. Yes. And uh, I think that's about it. We're going to be back next week with a fun episode. It is our annual fantasy draft. Yes. Everybody loves the fantasy draft. I'm excited for it. Whoever gets sober. They don't always win. <laughs> That's right. Well, look, I mean, we had some. We had the whole Christmas record that was part of the mix last year. We've got Kellyoki this year. We got Kellyoki this year, and you know, so we. It's you know, I'm not saying sober always went sober. We love sober, but sober does not always win the whole draft. So yes. you, gotta, you have to. You'll have to tune in next week to see who wins. Absolutely. Until then, uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. You've been listening to Miss Into Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson fan podcast. Miss Into Podcast was written and produced by Jeremy and Pam. Remember to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you'll be the first to know when a new podcast is posted. Continue the conversation by following the podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Miss Indie Podcast. Send us your questions and comments to Miss Indie Podcast at gmail.com. 